Owl's Eve Tales, Tabula Rasa, is a Podzilla 1985 production. Headphones recommended. Listener discretion advised. Uh, this is Bureau Agent Sam Lambert recording on a secure line from Black Site 85. It is past midnight on October 5th, and I am currently alone reviewing cold cases the Bureau has deemed necessary for disposal after a recent security breach. My partner, Agent Harry Donovan, is off looking for a vending machine, as it seems the water has already been shut off in the facility pending deconstruction. We're both very tired and in desperate need of coffee as we've been isolated in this facility for a week now and continue to sort through these records. But we press on. I recently came across a case that I had originally heard about from one of the agents who helped oversee it, now acting Department Director Elias Crane. This incident took place in the town of Evans City, Pennsylvania, not far from where my partner himself grew up, I'm told. Evans City is an unremarkable town in southwestern Butler County, situated in the valley of Breakneck Creek. As of the 2000 census, it had a population of a little over 2,000 people, mostly white and with a growing poverty problem, but one wouldn't be able to find it on a map without help. It does have one unique aspect, though, the Seneca Landfill, which is a capped area that captures methane gas and converts it into renewable natural gas. The agency believes that the landfill may have played some part in the events that transpired on November 16th, 2020. A bioterrorist activity from within the United States is a possibility, though it has never been confirmed. Much of the evidence from said event was destroyed in the aftermath, but we do have several recordings of those directly involved as it transpired, from which I hope to piece together a timeline. In order to document the original recordings before purging them, I present now a series of voicemails between Wesley Morgan and his wife, Abigail. Let me start off by saying, in the most respectful way possible, that I truly hate you right now. It's way too early in the morning, and I'm on the road towards school. Stopped by Sheets and grabbed a coffee, and I'm starting to think I should have just had them tap it straight into my vein, because this isn't going to do it. Why do you let me stay up so late playing Cold War with the guys? Clearly, I am not capable of making sound decisions for myself, so I really need you to be the voice of reason. I would literally die without you. So, you know, try to do a little better. No pressure. I hope you're still asleep. I try to sneak out without waking you up. Even the best journalist the Butler Eagle has ever had needs to sleep every so often. So for God's sake, leave your phone off, ignore me, ignore everyone. Play some Animal Crossing in bed and relax. For once, the world will still be there tomorrow. I promise. Okay, so I just said to ignore my phone calls, but I didn't actually mean it. Ignore everyone but me. How is that not obvious? Are you still asleep? It's, it's almost 10 a.m. The world will only still be there for so long. If you sleep for a thousand years, you might miss out on it. I'm still at school. There was some complication with our normal bus driver, Anthony. I guess he didn't show up for work this morning and no one can get a hold of him. Actually, I'm... Not even sure if my phone's working right. The signal keeps going in and out, not sure really what's going on. Are, are you getting these? I tried texting Eric and Haley, but it keeps erroring out. Wi-Fi even seems to be down too. Ah, I need a new phone. It's really weird. It's gonna be one of those days. Anyway, we're waiting for our backup driver now, and then it's off to the Historical Society for this extremely rare opportunity that we force on our students every semester. 
We were supposed to have at least 20 kids, but only six of the ones showed up. Apparently there were a lot of sick kids this morning. A majority decided to stay at home. So now, not only am I leading the field trip, but I have to watch and make sure none of the kids get sick and die or something. Oh, I do love my job. Why are you even asking that right now? Call me when you get this, please. Keep me sane. Good morning to you, too. And yes, I'm awake. When was the last time you saw me oversleep? College? I've been awake for about an hour now. <clears throat> I got a strange text from John over at the Eagle about something happening at the Seneca landfill last night. He got a tip. There was a bunch of cops over there. No one's sure why, though. Apparently, they're keeping the lid tight on this one. Might be worth looking into, so I'm getting ready just in case they send me out to it. I know it's my day off, but you know I don't want to lose this story to anyone. I'm tired of the fluff pieces and the unemployment reports. This might be something big. Or maybe it's nothing. I don't know. He still hasn't texted me back. I think service is out here, too. So maybe it isn't just your phone. It's spotty as hell, at least. I didn't get your voicemail until like an hour after you sent them. Maybe it's a conspiracy. Maybe this is the day something finally happens. Keep your fingers crossed. Call me when you can. Hey, beautiful. I hope your day's going well. We're finally on the road, but there's definitely a weird vibe. We've seen a few cop cars and fire trucks racing back and forth into Evans. Have you heard anything? We tried calling ahead of the historical society, but it seems like their phone line is down. We've actually tried calling a few places in town to find out what the hell is going on, but none of them are going through. I think the landlines are completely down. My service has gone from barely there to non-existent. I hope everything comes back up, you'll get this and you'll call me. I'm a little freaked out right now. We haven't had a normal life since March and I'm worried what could happen next. I, I know I'm just being paranoid, but if you had told me this time last year the entire world would shut down, I would have called you crazy. So I have no idea what's possible anymore, and I'm I'm just a little scared. It's just me, the driver, and six of my students. If something goes wrong, how am I supposed to protect them? Will the bus driver save us? You know, Sean, I, I think he's pushing 110, so I don't know what good he's going to be other than a distraction while we run. Okay, I think he can actually hear me. How that old bastard can hear so well at 130, I'll never understand. I'll call you later. Maybe. I'm not really sure what the point is. Nothing's going through, but please keep trying. I would love to hear your voice right now. I love you. Communications in Evans City were cut off by order of then-Agent Crane immediately once the details of the incident began to emerge. Within minutes, all phone lines, internet connections, and cell towers were taken completely offline. Attempts were made to keep panic in the town to a minimum, but the situation escalated much faster than we anticipated. One Evans City police officer, identified as 28-year-old Joseph Connor, kept in touch with his dispatcher until the city went dark. He then kept his own audio log of what was happening, from which I will play excerpts over the course of this deposition. This is Officer Joseph Connor, Evans City, Seven Fields Regional Police Department documenting what I can only describe as a complete communications blackout in town. I've lost contact with dispatch and I cannot reach anyone by radio or by cell phone. I'm trying to make sense of what's going on, but I don't have a lot of leads to go by. There was a reported attack and at least one fatality near the Seneca landfill this morning before 8 a.m. An officer was sent to investigate it and stopped responding to dispatch after initially making contact with one of the injured victims. Two more officers were sent to check in at the site 
immediately called for an ambulance and more officers to help contain a potential riot. We have had zero contact with any of the officers or medical staff that were sent in afterward. The last thing I heard over the comms was for more officers to respond to the landfill, and then everything went silent. I'm currently patrolling, but if I don't hear anything from HQ before too long, I'm going to head over to the landfill and see if they need assistance. I've never seen anything like this before. Never heard of anything like this. I don't know what's going on, but it isn't good. I'll report more when I know more. Officer Connor, out. Hey, honey. I still haven't heard anything from John. I haven't heard anything from anyone. Starting to get freaked out, too. I thought maybe you were just busy with a field trip and haven't been able to reply, but I can't get anything to work. I went next door to check on the Petersons. They haven't been able to get a hold of anyone for hours. Their grandson's in your class, but I guess he's one of the kids that stayed home because they got really sick last night. They've been trying to get a hold of Tim and Jan to check on him, but can't get through. I might head into town a little bit and head over to the Eagle. Maybe John has some info on why everything's down. I imagine you're probably losing their minds right now with complete lack of communication. I think you're right. Gonna be one of those days. I'll keep trying to get through to you. Hope you're okay. Love you. Hey, it, it's, it's me again. We made it safely to the Historical Society. The kids are with the guide right now, so I thought I'd sneak away and try you again. As much as I love to hear about the past, I think this is like the 30th time I've done this. I should have a doctorate in Butler County history by now. Maybe I should ask for a job here. Probably pays better anyway. I, I, I know. Now isn't the time to talk about all the issues I have with the way our country treats its educators. But I've been on the store before. I've got a good hour before I need to get back in there. So I got a few moments to spare for bitching. I'd rather be home. I'd much rather be in bed with you, peeling off the 16 layers of clothing you sleep in. I'd rather be anywhere than here, God. I, I love my job. I really do. I love the kids. It's just hard to believe sometimes that this is everything I'll have. This is my life. I wanted more for us. I know things have been kind of tense lately, and me always questioning my life decisions aren't helping. And I, and I really am sorry about that. And now I'm rambling. This is what happens when I'm left alone with my thoughts. My brain cannibalizes itself. I better get back to the group. I cannot wait to slap your ass tonight. It'll be well-deserved. And you better not be out there working. Stay home, for Christ's sake. Bye. Don't be mad, but I'm on my way to the Eagle and Butler. It's about 1.30 p.m., and I haven't heard from anyone since before noon. Something is happening. I saw Jan Peterson this morning, and she seemed fine. Two hours later, Tim rushed her to the hospital because she became dangerously ill. She was throwing up everywhere and babbling to herself. He tried calling an ambulance, but couldn't get through to anyone, of course. I helped him get out of their car. Wes, she looked like she was already dead. Her skin had turned this weird yellowish color. Her eyes had turned almost completely white. I have never seen that before. And I've seen more of the dead and dying than I ever want to remember. I've waited as long as I can for someone to tell me what the fuck is happening. I think something broke over at the landfill and it might have like released some kind of toxic fumes that carried over to Evans on the wind. I don't know. I just, I guess, but I'm scared these government bastards are going to try and cover this up if it's some kind of disaster. 
not going to let that happen. I hope I'm wrong, but like you said, nothing has been right this year. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I know that our elected officials try to hide things like this all the time. If people are dying because of this, someone needs to be held accountable. Still, I hope I'm wrong. Talk to you soon. So, they're forcing us to leave the historical society. Not sure what's going on, but apparently there's some kind of riot happening in Evans. All they've told us is that a cop stopped by and ordered everyone to evacuate the area and for us to return to the school. Honey, the kids are freaked out. We keep hearing sirens outside. We were on a brief lockdown after we heard what I'm pretty sure was gunfire. I think things have calmed down now. We're getting ready to exit the building now and head back to the bus. I'm trying to keep a cool head for the wee ones, but I'd, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't freaking the fuck out too. Stuff like this doesn't happen here. This is a small town. Why would anyone start shit here? God, I hope you're safe. Please tell me you listened to me and stayed home. Please don't be out there in all this mess. I love you, Abby. Injured parties from the Seneca landfill attack were taken to Butler Memorial Hospital, where our operatives quickly quarantined a wing to keep them away from prying eyes. One of Butler's doctors, Irene Richards, was the first to examine who we would come to refer to as Patient Zero. He was a well-respected employee at the landfill who had suddenly become inexplicably ill that morning. He then attacked several co-workers before being restrained and taken away by ambulance. Dr. Richards was only able to document one audio recording of her examination before her untimely demise. My name is Dr. Irene Richards, head of staff at Butler Memorial Hospital. At approximately 8.26 this morning, a patient was transported from Seneca Landfill to our hospital after suffering what appeared to be a psychotic episode at work. The patient, a 53-year-old man named Thomas Shinfield, was in poor physical condition when he arrived and he passed away at 8.44 from unknown causes. Mr. Shinfield then, as best as I can describe, reanimated at 9.22 a.m. He is currently being held in a room guarded by some kind of military force. They are armed, and they are not allowing anyone but authorized personnel into the room to see him. I petitioned the one in command, a, a man named Crane, to see my patient. I'm gonna be completely honest. I am baffled by the situation at hand. He has no heart rate or brain activity. He is not breathing. Yet, I watched him roll off the slab and stumble around with my own eyes. He seems to show little intelligence or coherence. He's been standing in one corner of the room, groaning occasionally like he wants something but can't communicate what. I know this is going to sound crazy, and it goes against everything I've been taught. Thomas Shinfield is dead, yet somehow he is staring at me through the glass. His eyes are milky white, and his skin is discolored. His vital signs do not exist, yet somehow there he is. Agent Crane has given me access to Mr. Shenfield to see if we can make some sense of the impossible. I'm going to be going back to Mr. Shenfield's room as soon as Crane returns. I will continue to update the patient's progress as soon as I have any kind of answers. This is Officer Joseph Connor, Evans City, Seven Fields Regional Police Department, documenting the events currently unfolding in Evans City, Pennsylvania. I've been out of contact with dispatch for over an hour now. I was on my way to the Seneca landfill when I was flagged down by a civilian who told me about a gang attack nearby. I didn't believe her at first. I mean, Evans City isn't exactly known for its gang activity. 
She was hysterical, though, and I agreed to investigate. She led me two blocks away, where I observed three people chasing down another. When they caught her, they tackled her to the ground and began scratching and biting at her. I drew my firearm and yelled at them to get away, but it was like they were in a trance. I had no choice to discharge my weapon, and I fired at least ten shots, killing the attackers. I checked on the woman. She was badly hurt. She had bites all over her neck and face, and they had clawed the shit out of her chest and stomach. She was bleeding profusely, and I don't think she has much time. I loaded her into my squad car. I'm driving as fast as I can to Butler Memorial. She is currently unresponsive in the back. You know what's really fucking weird, though? Those guys I shot? When I was driving away, I saw one of them still moving out of the corner of my eye. I saw all three of the fuckers stand up and start advancing on me. How is that fucking possible? They should be dead. If I didn't kill them, they sure as fuck shouldn't be getting back up like nothing happened after taking that many rounds. Something is seriously fucking wrong. I can't contact anyone. I've got a dying woman in my back seat. As I'm driving through Evans City, I'm watching people attacking each other in the goddamn streets. What is going on? Oh. It's gonna be okay, ma'am. I'll get you some help. Just stay with me. Do you hear me? Just stay with me. What was left of Officer Connor was found in his squad car later that day. At this point, the infection had begun to spread throughout Evans City. Our agency quarantined the town from the rest of Butler County. Roadblocks were put in place, and the military had finally been enlisted to contain and eradicate the infected. Unfortunately, due to the rapid spread, casualties were unavoidable. Wesley, I am so scared. What is happening out there? There are soldiers stationed at all the roads in and out of town. They wouldn't let me through to Butler. Said I had to turn around for my own safety. <clears throat> I, On my way back, I saw Tim Peterson's car on the side of the road with the doors open. I, I I went to go check on them. Tim was in there. He was dead. He wasn't just dead, Wes. His fucking face was gone. Something ate his fucking face in his eyes. It looked like one of your goddamn horror movies. Jan was gone. Whoever did it must have taken her, but I don't know why. Who would do that? I'm driving back home. There are dead bodies in the streets. Do you hear me? There are fucking bodies scattered around everywhere. This doesn't make any sense. I'm going home. I'm going to lock myself in. Please be safe. Please, God, please be safe. I love you so much. I think I've lost my mind. This can't be real. The kids and I are walking back to the bus and we saw someone come out of nowhere and attack Sean. Sean's an old man and this guy just grabs him and knocks him to the ground. Before I could even react, I see this guy bite into Sean's throat and rip it out? I mean, he did. He just ripped his throat out. I grabbed the guy, we struggled for a bit. He, he was like a feral animal. He just kept biting at me and trying to maul me. I, I managed to push him down, I went to help Sean, but, but he was already dead. The kids were screaming and that's when I saw that it just wasn't one random guy. There were dozens of people running up and down the street attacking anyone they saw. I, I didn't know what to do, so I got the kids, I collected them, and we ran. 
We just kept running until we were far enough away from all of them. I found a building. I think this is a, a warehouse of some kind. I, I don't know. There's a room with just one way in, one way out, no windows. So I pulled us all in here. I made sure to barricade the door so nothing can get in. It's heavy enough that the kids shouldn't be able to move it out of the way. They're, they're panicking really badly, and I'm scared they're going to try to run away. I have to keep them safe from whatever the fuck is happening out there. This is insane. This, this can't be happening. I know it's ridiculous, but I started thinking about COVID and how quickly it evolved, and there were new strains. We couldn't stop it. We just tried our best to contain it. But how many stupid fucking people were there that just didn't listen, and they got sick, and they got us sick? Is this that? Is this a new strain, or were there, was there something in the vaccine? I, I don't know what to think right now. I am so fucking scared. Uh, I'm hiding in the bathroom at the back of this room. I, I don't want the kids to see me like this. They're already terrified. I, I don't want to make it worse. Okay. I have to get back out there and keep everyone calm. I, I wish you were here. You were always so good at keeping my head on straight. I, I hope you're safe. God, I'm so worried about you. I love you. I'm home. I'm sitting in her bed, curled up under the blankets. This is where I should have been all along. I was supposed to have the day off, but that never happens the way we hope it does. I was going to surprise you when you got back with your favorite kind of dinner, a thick steak and me in minimal clothing. <laughs> I know things have been hard lately. I know you wish money wasn't so tight. I know you want to lose weight because you feel like your looks are slipping. And I know deep down you hate your job and you feel trapped. I know how you feel. I'm not happy with myself. I'm not happy where I am in life either. I think about it all the time and I try not to say too much about it because I know it just causes you extra stress. But no matter how shitty things are, no matter how bleak, we still have each other. We have this bed, our bed. I don't know what's happening out there right now, but I know that I won't feel right again until you're in this bed with me. When we survive this, maybe we can make some new plans. Go wherever you want. We can get the fuck away from Pennsylvania and never look back. We just have to get through this. We can get through this, right? I feel so alone right now. I would give anything for you to be here with me right now. Someone's pulling up outside. It looks like John's car. I'm I'm gonna go see. I'll be careful, I promise. Love you. I feel like we've been in this room for days. It's so quiet, except for the occasional sound of people outside pounding on the door trying to get in. See, I, I knew it was a good idea to lock ourselves in. Everyone always says Harry C Cooper is the bad guy in Night of the li Living Dead. But if they they'd listened to him and hid in the cellar, they would have survived until, until morning when the cavalry arrived. I'm so smart. <laughs> That's why I'm the teacher and they pay me the, the, the not what I deserve bucks. I feel like I'm becoming delirious. I, I think all the excitement of the day has has me all fucked up. It, it's just past 7 p.m. 
I, I've calmed the children down. And they're going to take a nap. We're all going to take a, n a nap while we can. Hopefully we'll feel a little bit better when we wake up. Hopefully the phones are working again by then. And you can tell me what a brave he hero I am for saving the kids from the monsters outside. They are monsters, right? People wouldn't do that to, to each other. Monsters in Pennsylvania. <laughs> that that tracks. Going to try and rest my eyes a little. Exhausted. Hope to speak to you soon, love. Miss you. John's here. He's been in Butler fielding the calls from the people of Evans City trying to piece together what's happening. <clears throat> Listen to this. This morning, an employee at Seneca Landfill got sick after a malfunction caused some of the gas to leak. While they were attending to him, he became deranged and started attacking his coworkers. He bit a few before they managed to tie him down and send him to Butler Memorial. A cop investigated and got attacked by one of the other victims. He put in a call for backup, and while he waited, the original bite victim started attacking others in the facility. It spread like wildfire, and before long, this infection was carried into town by one of the responding officers who'd been bitten. He attacked others at the police department. The other workers for the landfill were sent home. And yeah, if you guess, they helped spread it around and you'd be right. Soon both the landfill facility is overrun by these infected people, the town's quarantined off by the military and communications for Butler County as a whole are shut down. That's why our phones haven't been working. I think they left us here to die. John managed to get back to Evans City before they blocked everything off. We're going to document this, all of this. People have to know what's happening here. I don't know what's going to happen, but you know I have to do this. Do not let those things anywhere near you. The infection spreads through saliva. Shut yourself in, stay safe. I'll find you as soon as I can. I promise I love you. I need help. The kids are safe. I don't feel good. My mouth is so dry. A crazy bastard that killed Sean bit me on the hand. I think he, he might have rabies. I don't know. I'm burning up, but my skin is ice cold. I I can't think. I, I I I can't remember simple things. I don't remember why I'm here with these children. I can't remember your name. I I can't remember my fucking name. My hand hurts. I'm so hungry. Do you, you remember the time we went to Yennywood? You were so happy. I, I think you were happy. I, I, I let you down. 
I, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I can't think. I, I, I'm just so hungry. I'm gonna try sleep more. I, I just need sleep. I, I'm sorry. By this point, special forces had begun moving through Evans City, neutralizing targets and securing areas along the way. They soon reached the building where Abigail and her boss believed that Wesley was protecting the schoolchildren. Agent Crane accompanied the SWAT officers in that particular endeavor, where they hoped to find those in need of rescue unharmed. But those hopes were quickly dashed. Stand back, we're gonna blow the door. Breach! No immediate threat, room is silent. Be careful, guys. Eyes open, room is pitch black. Activate your flashlights. <coughs> Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ! There's bodies everywhere. The kids, they're all kids. Fucking God. It, it looks like they've been devoured. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Oh, Jesus. He's eating one. Stand down. Stand the fuck down. Light him up. Are you fucking kidding me? Shoot them in the head. Burn it. Burn it all. No evidence. No witnesses. And the reporter? It's his wife. What do we tell her? I said, no witnesses. I think the phone lines are working again. At least, I got your last voicemail. Listen to me, honey. This is gonna be difficult to hear. You have to get away from those children right now. You're sick. You're going to do something terrible. Please, believe me. Get as far away from them as you can. I want you to know I'm so proud of you. I always have been. Being with you are the best years of my life. Every kiss, every mistake, every adventure. I wouldn't have traded any of it for the world. You are my everything. I'm so sorry, Wesley. I love you so much. Unfortunately, the final message wouldn't reach Wesley's phone until hours after the incident was already resolved. Communications within the town were unreliable well into the next morning. The remains of Butler Eagle reporter Abigail Morgan and editor-in-chief John McConnell were found alongside teacher Wesley Morgan, bus driver Sean Miller, six unidentified children, and dozens of other Evans City citizens in the burned remains of a building where, as far as the public was concerned, a tragic accident had taken place. Mass hallucinations of the recently dead attacking people in broad daylight were attributed to an unprecedented gas leak from the Seneca landfill, and the deaths that transpired in medical facilities were attributed to a newly discovered strain of COVID, which was cataclysmic, but thankfully quickly contained. 
I couldn't help but eavesdrop. Is that the Zed case from PA in 2020? Too close to home. I'm from Venango County. It was literally in my backyard. Come on, man. Don't call them Zeds. You know, we spray a, a new biological weapon on a few unsuspecting folks, watch them tear each other apart, then kill everyone involved, torch everything else, slap a COVID sticker on it, and say it was made in China. And no one even bothers to second guess it or look into it because no one can tell the difference anymore between reality and alternative facts. <laughs> don't you love it? No. I don't. Howl's Eve Tales Tabula Rasa is a production of Podzilla 1985. Field Trip of the Dead was created and written for performance by Shannon Young and stars in order of appearance Hunter Hendricks, Cody Sandusky, Lindsay Wolfgong, Stephen Bright, Shelby Kimball, Ethan Craig Miles, Jesse Kimball, and Shannon Young. Catch every episode of this seasonal series as well as the full slate of Podzilla podcasts like PZ85 Plays, After Dark, and more at podzilla1985.com or on your favorite podcasting service. <laughs>